The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that loves you very much. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for spending part of your day. No. Doing your part. Thank you for doing your part confused. to support your local. Let me finish. <laughs> Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. You finally got it. Thank you. Now sitting over there at the helm, <laughs> uh, trying to keep the trains on the tracks, is uh, our fearless leader, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. How are you? It's Thursday, which means we've made it to football being back on. That's so true. Yeah, it's a good point. It's Thursday's a good day. It kind of yeah. starts it all, but you've also finished like the rougher part of the week let me ask you a question because we're we're a couple i think we're still a couple of weeks away from the tuesday night maction mm-hmm. uh the tuesday night whenever the mac has a oh yeah miami of ohio versus toledo game on yeah. tuesday do you watch that at all are any any interest at all in that or? oh yeah i mean honestly like once thursday starts there are nothing there's nothing on our tv other than football all the way until monday night when it's over so if there's some action on tuesday we're so you will watch you'll oh, have yeah. it on you won't be necessarily locked in and like no i might attention. not be like yeah like super super locked in but it will be on and we'll kind of i mean it depends on how the game goes but it's always fun the commentary is fun yeah. most of the time usually because <laughs> they gotta trick it up yeah cause it is the mac but anyway uh, I'm sure people. I'm sure there are people in other states who view like Conference USA in that same way of like, oh, geez, I can't watch Conference USA game. But I'm like, ah, oh, I think it's actually really interesting. Anyway, yep. that, or the Sun Belt, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, today is give me a second. Thursday, September 26, 2019. 63 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 824. 824. Randy Nors OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. 15 games in 2000. I'm going to be entirely honest. This is the first time I've ever heard of this guy. Yeah. A lot of these guys that I'll be like I've heard of or I'm familiar or I can at least like if they're a guy I haven't heard of, like maybe they played for the Senators in the 60s or something (laughs) like that. This guy played in 2000 and I have no idea who he is. I don't. No. Shout out Randy Knorr. That is either. Uh, On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it. We'll do it live. We've got Thursday slate. Uh, we'll run through the Thursday slate of what games you should be uh, keeping up with. Then, by the way, uh, this is kind of weird, but the rest of the show's on tape. We didn't necessarily plan it. It just kind of happened that way. Uh, but we've got a great interview with Dallas Kimball coach Henry Kofer. Uh, the Knights are 4-0. and We are talking to uh, him about his Knights. He's a, he is a grad of, uh, of Kimball, so it's a homecoming for him. He's in his fifth year there, and the Knights are rolling Looks like maybe a uh, a sleeper, I think, in that district six four a division one or division two six five a division two rather. Here we go. So we'll talk with Henry Kofer. Uh, then uh, back half of the show, we will have the picks, my high school football predictions for week five, the Texas high school football season, and then America's most hated segment. It's free money. It's uh, it's America's favorite segment and 
a sponsored segment, I should say, because we have our friends uh, from Visit Arlington. Um, Matt Wilson joins us from uh, Visit Arlington. We will uh, talk with him and get his college football picks against the spread as well as mine. So America's favorite segment returns to the back half of the program. Most hated. But America's real favorite segment is first four through the door. And that today would be Christopher Philvaney, Matthew McSpadden, and Samuel DeLeon. I think that I think Samuel is on like a 17-day streak as of now. Like ever since I've been here, I'm pretty sure he's Mac- in the first four. At one point, Ed McElroy was keeping track of it. I don't know. I, I wonder if he's got literally anything better Thanks. to do <laughs> now. Uh, I would say so because it would be like, I don't know. Not doing that might be a better thing to do, but in any case, uh, we, there was a moment where we were doing that. Anyway, uh, football tonight. There's football tonight uh, in the state of Texas. Uh, Jay Plotkin has his piece up on TexasFootball.com about games to watch throughout uh, the evening. Uh, there are a couple games for um, across the state that you can stream. Texan Live, our friends of Texan Live, and the NFHS Network. I believe there's a game... I think our friend, my buddy Mike Leslie at WFAA, if you're in the DFW at Metroplex, they're doing the Jesuit and McKinney Boyd game. I believe they're streaming that on WFAA's Facebook page. I think they do that on Facebook. Maybe (laughs) WFAA.com. Anyway, you can watch that. (coughs) God, this is the end. This is it. It's over. (laughs) Everyone say bye to Tepper. Uh, He's he's done. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, a uh, a number of ranked teams in action tonight. Paralyn draws Alias Taylor tonight. Should be an interesting matchup. Uh, with Taylor, uh, Taylor beat Fort Ben Bush last week. This is the opener of District 23-6A. Parallel, of course, is number 23 in our 6A rankings. Uh, Cy Ranch, looking to bounce back from their loss to Bridgeland. Uh, they draw, I would say, a dangerous Cy Lakes team. Uh, a team that, that, if you overlook them, I think they they won three straight. They're 3-1, and one, and Cy Ranch has, had better bring their A game if they're going to move even their record in district play. Uh, Denton Geyer, number seven team in 6A, is in action tonight against Keller Central. I don't anticipate that Keller Central is going to give them uh, too much trouble, but mm-hmm. you never know. And it's a district matchup, so you never really know. Uh, Keller Central is 3-0. I will say that. Yeah. they got a great sophomore running back in Andrew Paul. Keep an eye on them. Uh, on the NFHS Network tonight, Wiley and Garland play. Wiley coming off of that tremendous come-from-behind victory uh, last week. Excited to see uh, what they are able to do after beating Saxey 22-21 last week. Um, and uh, Garland, 3-1. Coming off of another win over South. Uh, Lamar Consolidated, new to our top 10 in 5A Division 2. They are in action tonight against relative newcomer Montgomery Lake Creek. Uh, they are, Montgomery Lake Creek has already won, uh, I believe, two games, which is as many as they won in their inaugural varsity season last year. Uh, but this would be quite a uh, an upset if they were to pull that off. Lubbock Estacado, number, uh, who is a ranked team in, in 4A Division II, uh, they are uh, taking on Wichita Falls, who is anxious to go off of a three-game slide uh, right now. Out west, way out west in El Paso, the big game is probably Eastlake and Pebble Hills. Uh, a This is a 6A versus 5A non-district matchup as Pebble Hills 6A with quarterback Sebastian Ochoa take aim at Eastlake. Uh, who is coming off of a really nice win uh, over Coronado to snap a three-game losing streak to open the season. As we mentioned, Dallas Jesuit McKinney Boyd. Boyd's 1-3 uh, and three to start the year. Figure like they're going to get their train back on the tracks, although this is uh, a Boyd team, or rather this is a Jesuit team, that is, uh, I think, pretty high-powered. R.J. Smith, or E.J. Smith, rather, they're, they're running back the uh, son of Emmett Smith, um, should give uh, McKinney Boyd some trouble today. That's a big 9-6-A matchup there in McKinney. Down in uh, Beaumont. Interested to see what Beaumont United has. Uh, Beaumont United is off to a terrific, terrific start. 
undefeated coming off of their bye week. Uh, they draw Baytown Sterling. Uh, they have got to figure out... Uh, Baytown Sterling draws uh, one of the hottest teams, but uh, United coming off of a bye week, you wonder if there's any rust. Keep an eye on that one, especially leading into next week's big showdown with Beaumont Westbrook. Interested in that one. And then down the Valley, uh, I, I like Brownsville, uh, Lopez, and Donna. Um, Donna is, uh, is, is, has dropped three in a row, uh, all in district play. They have got to get off the schneid. Uh, Lopez is 0 and 4. This is a, uh, this is fundamentally an elimination game for both these teams. If you drop to, uh, if you drop to, uh, 0 and 4 in district play, it's probably church for you. So this is kind of an elimination game for them in Donna and Brownsville Lopez. Uh, you can see Jay Plotkins. Uh, terrific, terrific Thursday preview at TexasFootball.com, your Thursday viewing guide. You can check out games all across the state. And if you're not doing anything tonight, go out to a game. Step said he will be at Rowlett versus North Garland tonight. Very interested in that one. Uh, North Garland is 4-0. Joe Castillo has them cooking right now. Uh, it has been a long time since North Garland was, was rolling this well. And if they could beat Rowlett, and I know Rowlett's kind of struggling right now. I want to say they were they are 1-3. Uh, to start the year, let me make I sure. I think that. so. I uh, yeah, Rowlett, right. God bless it. Um, where are you? There you go. Uh, yeah, Rowlett's one and three. Uh, this is the computer. Our computer projections are at TexasFootball.com. Uh, the computer has this as a pick'em. This is a, and this would be, with all due respect to the teams that North Garland has beaten already, this would be the best win for North Garland yet this year. So this is a big, big game for the Raiders. Excited to see what they are able to put together tonight. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Start subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content and a lot of other good stuff. If you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, uh, it's a great low price if you check it out at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Uh, plus, computer rankings of every Texas high school ball team. Pure projections of every Texas high school ball game. Premium podcasts like uh, Tep and Step and Republic of Football bonus editions. Uh, what else? Recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. It's a good deal. Quite literally everything you could ever need about Texas yeah. football. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, don't, like, eat food, too. You yeah. need food to live, too. <laughs> you, I, I'm glad you added about football. About like, you know what football. else? You know important? Water. <laughs> Please drink water. Don't don't become a Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas football insider in lieu of drinking water, okay? Do both. Drink water and become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. And then you'll be living your, your best life. You really don't need anything other than food, water, and Dave Campbell's Texas insiders. Boom. That's pretty good. We should put that on a shirt. It should be a shirt. <laughs> Earlier today, we had the opportunity to catch up with the head coach of the undefeated Dallas Kimball Knights. The Knights are 4-0 and and feeling very good about themselves, and for good reason. Uh, we caught up with their head coach, Henry Kofer. Here is our conversation with Dallas Kimball coach Henry Kofer here on Texas Football Today. Ashley, let's go to the hotline. It's been a parade of undefeated coaches uh, this week, and another one. Joins us now, the head coach of the unbeaten 4-0 Dallas Kimball Knights, Coach Henry Kofer joins us. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourself? Doing excellent. How are things in beautiful Oak Cliff, Texas? They're going good, you know. Uh, it's always good to start the school year off with, with, with a winning. 
a few games and, and that kind of sets the tone for the for entire, you know, uh, student body, faculty and everyone else involved in getting this school year started. You guys are, are off to, to a 4-0 and start and, and flying. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested in asking you a little bit. This is your fifth year there at Kimball and, and, it all it hasn't always been this successful. This has been a bit of a build there to to get this program to where it is now. Uh, I'm interested over the course of these uh, these four and a half five years. How have you seen this program change? Well, you know, the big part of it is is everyone buying in and understanding of the process. You know, we all want it right now, but uh, everything is not always on our time. You know, I give glory to, to the good man above. And it's been a process, you know, whether it's, you know, building from our feet of pattern all the way up through the high school, as well as getting coaches in that, that have the same passion that you do. All those things play a part, you know, whether it's from the principal all the way down to our custodial staff. Everybody's important and has a role. Uh, and the thing that, that strikes me about your squad this year is, is that this is still a pretty young team. It's a lot of juniors, uh, even some sophomores sprinkled in that are playing a, a lot of uh, key roles. Have, has it surprised you uh, how quickly these young guys have stepped up and big, big, been big-time playmakers for you? Well, you know, we've been very fortunate. And a big part of that is understanding, again, the process. And it starts in the spring. You know, in the summertime, that's when games are really, really won. And we had a, a huge a following this summer. You know, a lot of guys dedicated themselves. And, and some of our student athletes are faced with different situations. And uh, these young men and, and young ladies have to work and help support. But they dedicated themselves. And that's where the biggest change has, has come from. You know, just the offseason and, and putting in a, a solid weight program and the strength and conditioning, all that stuff plays a part in it. So I thought it was a matter of time. Didn't know it was going to go this quickly with such you know young guys as far as helping us out this year but it's, it's been a blessing uh we're talking with henry Kofer, the head coach of the dallas kimball knights here on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag uh, tf today okay coach i want to ask you uh, about uh, a couple of these guys uh one of them i know that you're really excited about in in the offseason and and uh he's it sure seems like uh they, they've stepped up is is this uh this junior uh junior linebacker jai mitchell uh, stepped up. He's leading your team in tackles right now. He's he's kind of the the head of a defense that's been really the spark of your squad this year. Uh, you're you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. What is it about Jai that makes him special? Well, there's all the intangibles, you know, and uh, so he has some things that you sometimes as a coach you you can't really coach in a sense, you know, and I hate to you know, sure. use, you know, terminology in that way. He just has the it factor mm -hmm. and uh, he's a smart kid. He's a student of the game and he's very passionate about playing the position. And when you have that one that has that natural knack, you know, you let him go. And uh, he's doing a tremendous job in trying to help us lead, you know, lead us defensively as a young guy and, and kind of new to the program, but he's bought in 100%. Uh, you know, offensively, it, it's been a, a pretty balanced attack for you guys. Uh, but one guy I know that uh, that has really stepped up uh, for you is is your running back. Uh, you know, is, is your running back Cortavia Smith, uh, a guy who's who's been key to. You know, I know you're a guy who always wants to establish the run and, and get that game going. Uh, overall, have, uh, when you take a look at, at your offense as a whole, uh, how would you assess what you guys have been able to do so far? Well, you know, it's though we had a cliche, you try to keep things 50-50, you know, as far as the offensive balance is concerned, and we don't see it that way. Our offense coordinator, Eric Denman, is doing a really good job. He's selling himself in as a second-year play caller, and, you know, it's just not Cartavia Smith that brings us balance. You know, we have two other running backs that, that also share the load, and that's Brandon Epton and Jamarius Johnson 
all three of those guys, when you look at the attempts, they're, they're all relatively close, you know, but uh, we take what the defense gives us and try to take advantage of that, what the kids do we have and putting them in space. Uh, so it's been a, 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 a remarkable effort on their part, you know, offensively, just keeping it balanced and, and being able to spread that, that ball around. You've got an interesting resume yourself. Uh, people may not necessarily realize that that your stop before coming to to Kimball uh, was uh, was as a defensive coordinator at Tarleton State. Uh, there were the Texans. Obviously, big things going for the, for the Texans these days. I, I'm interested uh, from your perspective of how. Uh, that experience of, of being the defensive coordinator there with the Texans, uh, how that's helped to, to build you into the into the head coach you are there for the Knights? Well, you know, I spent quite a time there mm-hmm. and I uh, still have a lot of friends, you know, there that I still socialize with. So it was a blessing for me to have that opportunity, you know, to just about 10 seasons. Um, it's, it's the business aspect of it, you know, was a big part of it. You know, we made a, a pretty good living in the Metroplex recruiting student athletes, but, you know, it's, it's bigger than, than, than Tarleton. You know, for me, um, Kimball is, is, is a homecoming. You know, it's where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's having those experiences at the collegiate level from the business aspect and being able to develop men at that level um, transcends pretty much to high school because it's a beginning and it's an end point. So I don't take anything for granted. And I know how important as mentors and, and father figures we are to these high school student athletes. And so that's the driving force for, for me. But definitely the experience of those games, those situations have you know, prepared me you know, to become a head coach at the high school level. And uh, it's kind of redundant in, in, in some of the ways um, that we think that football is, is any different. And it's really not. The preparation is the same. And I go about it as college-like, so to speak, but on the level of a high school kid to have them understand that. Uh, and now you guys are, are uh, I, I'm very careful not to say an off week because it's not an off week. I know there's never an off week, uh, but you guys are, are you guys are idle this week. Uh, you know, you've got you've got the open week. That is uh, what are you looking to accomplish this week? What What is it? Uh, what, what are you looking to, to get done in this in this open week? Well, we don't change our routine regardless of what we're faced with week to week. So we got out there, you know, have gotten out there pretty good this week. And then we've had a, a couple of live, you know, situation there, some team segments. And uh, we'll finish off today and tomorrow on a normal day in which we'll let our young guys scrimmage a little bit. But we don't take any days off. We have the same approach, whether it's our coaching staff or our student athletes. Each day is the same for us. And so we're going to prepare and, and do the same things that we we're doing a normal week just to keep our kids uh, in a position to where we stay on pace to continue to do the things that we're doing. Uh, you guys are 1-0 in district after knocking off Jefferson last week. Uh, they're in District 6-5A Division 2, which uh, I think it's fair to say is starting to starting to look like one of the tougher ones in the DFW Metroplex. I'm interested, uh, you know, from where you're sitting, when you take a look at the district that you're up against, uh, what do you see? Well, anything is possible, you know. I have a lot of respect for those schools that in our district. The head coaches work work really, really hard, you know. But we're more so concerned about Kimball. You know, each week is is us. You know, against us, and and so we've added a couple of models that we started this spring, and well as the, this fall camp, and you know we have T-shirts that are made. Why do why wait to be great? One of our coaches, Coach Thomas, came up with that slogan. You know, and, and so we're just seizing a moment and enjoying it. You know, and we have a symbolic number. And it's 513 and only the, the team and the coaches understand what that means. And so we're just trying to get better week after week, no matter who we're, we're facing. 
One last question for Henry Coe for the head coach of the Dallas Kimball Knights. Uh, I, I want to go back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you guys, a uh, 16 to 13 victory over Dallas Carter in, of course, the Oak Cliff Super Bowl. My mom is a Kimball grad. Uh, okay. And so when I get a text message from my mom that says, hey, by the way, I don't know if you saw, but Kimball beat Carter, you know that's a big deal. And I know you're a Kimball, you're a Kimball guy. Uh, I, I know coaches like to say every game's important, stuff like that, but we're among friends. You can admit that beating Carter feels good, right? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> winning is winning. You know, I'm never going to take away from that. And again, you know, it makes it that much more special having been a part of the rivalry as not only a player, but now as a coach. And it's more so about that trophy for me. Um, James Jones and what that means to Kimball High School and the community surrounding both schools. Um, he was a mentor. He was a head coach at Kimball that I played under. And he meant a lot to me in my life, kind of led me down the road that I'm, I'm on the path right now for as coaching is concerned. So being able to bring that trophy home really means a little bit more to me than the actual game itself. But no doubt it feels good to win. <laughs> coach Williams and I are pretty good friends. He's the head coach there at Carter. And so, you know, it's a special moment, you know, but that trophy, it means it means everything. It is it was it's one of the great rivalries in, in the state of Texas when, when Kimball and Carter get together and, and the Kimball Knights uh, brought home the James Jones trophy this uh, this year. He is Henry Kofer, he's the head coach of the 4 and out Dallas Kimball Knights. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on your fantastic start, and uh, best of luck down the road. Thank you. Thank you guys again for allowing us on this morning. We appreciate you. There he is, Henry Kofer, the head coach of the Dallas Kimball Knights. Off to a 4 and start. They draw Spruce next week. I'll be favored in that one. Be favored, be 5-0, and and then I believe they get Red Oak, and that is going to be a big test for them. But so far, so good for the Knights down there in Oak Cliff, it is five, four and zero oh for the Knights under Coach Henry Kofer. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time earlier today to chat with us. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. <clears throat> Week five of the Texas high school football season is upon us. Kicks off tonight in Thursday night action. Big games all across the state. I, for some reason, put myself out there and predict the biggest games in the state. Here are my picks for week five of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. It's time for another exciting week of Texas high school football. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week five of the Texas high school football season. Believe it or not, we are actually like halfway through the regular season. Some of these teams that are not making the playoffs will be finishing the halfway mark of the year this week. And it's kind of hard to fathom that considering the season feels like it just started. But... If you look around the state, there are huge matchups all over, not just because it's ranked team versus ranked team or anything like that, but because district titles really and truly are on the line this week. There's a lot of huge games all across the state. We start in Angleton. 7 o'clock Friday night at Wildcat Stadium in Angleton. It's a District 10-5A Division I showdown as the Angleton Wildcats take on the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, immovable objects against 
immovable object. We're talking about the defenses in this matchup, and they're going to be the dominant forces here. Both defenses are playing at an extremely high level so far, each averaging just seven points allowed per game. And there are superstars on both sides. Terrence Cooks for Angleton is a playmaker, sideline to sideline. If you haven't seen Xavier Alford, the outstanding defensive back for Shadow Creek, you are missing out. These two defenses are going to put on a show on Friday night. Which one shines brighter? Key number two, Shadow Creek's offensive balance. So we didn't really know what the Shadow Creek offense was going to look like without their star quarterback, Jamarian George, from last year. But new quarterback Kyron Jones has stepped in in a big way, a dual threat dynamo. He can throw it and he can run it, but he is not alone. Javian Bell, their outstanding running back, has been really good this season as well. They are able to do a little bit of everything uh, this Sharks offense, and that is going to provide a unique challenge to his Angleton defense. So, can Shadow Creek establish both the run and the pass, or will Angleton make them one-dimensional? And key number three, turnovers. We can probably say this for every football game ever played, right? But it seems especially valid here in this matchup because, A, both these defenses are really good at making plays. In fact, Shadow Creek has forced 13 turnovers in just three games so far, while Angleton, despite playing two games, has been a playmaking defense itself. Uh, not to mention that I figure that there's not going to be a ton of possessions in this game. Uh, this feels like the kind of game where every time you get the ball, it is going to be extremely valuable because you really don't know the next time you're going to get the ball back. So who is able to play the cleaner game, and more importantly, which defense is able to force more big plays? Who am I picking? I'm going with Shadow Creek. I'm right in the hot hand in this one. I think that Shadow Creek, the defending district champs, get the nod because of their offensive balance. Kyron Jones has really been special for this Sharks attack. Now, if Angleton's going to win this game, and I think this game figures to be pretty close, if they're going to win, it's going to start with their defense. Duh, I've kind of mentioned that a couple of times. But also, they're running back Jordan Jones. Uh, grind it out on the ground, keep the ball away from this Shadow Creek attack. But another interesting wrinkle in this one is that in the last three weeks, Angleton's only played once. They had a week two bye, then they played Clear Creek, and they were supposed to play last week against Houston Westside, but the game got canceled due to weather. Is there any sort of rust factor? I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that Shadow Creek should come out ready to play. I think the Sharks bring home a victory. Let's go out east, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lobo Stadium in Longview. It's a District 11-6A matchup as the Longview Lobos welcome in the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, points. That's going to be the coin of the realm in this game in pretty much every Rockwall game because Rockwall can score, and they tend to give up some points as well. In fact, they've, they've played four games so far, and those four games have averaged 89 points combined. And it's not like Longview's any slouch as well. They're averaging 34 points per game this season as well. These two teams are going to score. If this gets into a shootout, who comes out on top? Key number two, everybody besides Jackson, I'm speaking about Jackson Smith the Jigba, the outstanding wide receiver for Rockwall, the blue chipper committed to Ohio State, is sensational. If you've never seen him before, he is one of the very best receivers in the state and therefore in the country. But the thing I like about him is that he kind of opens up the offense for everybody else. When you're talking about J.J. Williams or Brendan Bays, there's a lot of different weapons on this Rockwall attack. So can Longview take away those weapons or will everybody besides Jackson Smith and Jigba have a big game? And key number three, halftime adjustments. Two very good coaches in this one, in John King and Rodney Webb. And in fact, if you're into this kind of thing, it's actually the outgoing THSCA president in Rodney Webb and the incoming 
THSCA president in John King. But that's beside the point. Point is, these are two very good, very innovative minds who find little wrinkles throughout the game. And they tend to have better second halves than they do first half, simply because they have the opportunity to make halftime adjustments. I'm really interested in the chess match in this one. Who is able to find that extra edge at halftime between John King and Rodney Webb? Who am I picking? I'm going with Longview. Obviously the champion's advantage, as well as being at home. Longview actually hasn't lost at home since October of 2016. But the other thing that I really like about this is the Longview defense. I think they're playing at a very high level right now. Uh, they shut out John Tyler a couple of weeks ago. They beat a team from Louisiana last week in impressive defensive fashion. Haynes King, the quarterback for Longview, figures to have a big game. But keep an eye on this rock wall attack. They're going to come out with a lot of different wrinkles and interesting trick plays. Rodney Webb is one of the very best in the state at finding that little thing and taking advantage of it. I think this game figures to be close and potentially very high scoring, but I think Longview comes away with a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Sportsman Bobcat Stadium in Refurio. It's a 2A matchup between the Refurio Bobcats and the Mart Panthers. And you'll remember this game last year where Mart pretty much tanned the hide of Refurio. It was a dominant, dominant effort by the Panthers. And don't think that Refurio has forgotten about that. They want a little bit of revenge, and they are well-intentioned to get it, especially with quarterback Austin Ochoa and the do-it-all athlete Yasidio Mascoro. Now, Mart has scuffled a little bit against bigger teams, and this is another bigger team, 2A Division II Mart versus 2A Division I Refurio. Uh, and I'm interested to see what they're able to put together offensively. Can Kyler Martin, their quarterback, and their running back slash defensive end slash do everything, Rodrell Freeman, find a little bit of traction against what's been a pretty good Refurio defense? I do think this game is closer than last year, but I think Refurio exacts a little bit of revenge. I think the Bobcats bring home a win. To Austin we go, 7 p.m. Friday night at Gupton Stadium in Cedar Park. It is a battle of unbeatens as the Austin Vandegrift Vipers take on the Cedar Park Vista Ridge Rangers. And how about Rodney Vincent's Rangers? 4-0 and and rolling right now behind quarterback Kyle Brown. They have been very impressive to watch. Now, Vandegrift's also unbeaten, although they scuffled last week a little bit against Pflugerville Hendrickson. Can they kind of right the ship, especially offensively? That said, I think the Vandegrift defense, led by Jax McCauley, is the difference in this one. I think that Vandegrift brings home the victory. And another battle of unbeatens, this one in San Antonio, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Ferris Stadium in San Antonio as the San Antonio Brennan Bears take on the San Antonio Brandeis Broncos. And I think this game is determined by pace, it's determined by tempo. Who sets the tone in this game? Uh, for Brandeis, they want to get out and run. They want quarterback Jordan Battles to be the dominant force in this game, and there's a good reason why. He might be because he is a dual threat dynamo. On the other side, I want to see what Darian Tolfrey and the Brennan running game can do uh, to grind this game to a halt and let the defense do the rest. If this game's into the 30s and the 40s, I think that benefits Brandeis. If this game's in the low 30s or the 20s, that's a benefit for Brennan. I think this game is close as Brennan versus Brandeis games tend to be, but I think the Bears of Brennan bring home a victory. But those are far from the only big games in week five of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Waco La Vega beats Midlothian Heritage. Sunnyvale beats Dallas Madison in a battle of unbeatens. And I like San Angelo Central to hold serve at home against Weatherford. Post beats Slayton. Palacios stays unbeaten with a win over Vanderbilt Industrial. And Portnich's Niches Groves edges Baytown Lee. Provoca Calhoun gets past Gregory Porton. Friona stays unbeaten with a win over Dalhart. And Panhandle outslugs Wellington. Newton squeaks by Gilmer. Fort Bend Travis wins a battle of unbeatens with Fort Bend Elkins. And a battle of unbeatens out east. I like Mount Vernon over Hugh Springs. 
Crazy cross regional matchup. I like Midland Lee over San Benito. Give me El Paso Austin over El Paso Andrus. And Hawley stays hot with a win over Winthorst. Hamlin over Stratford. Crowley over Saginaw in a battle of unbeatens. And I like Gainesville over Bridgeport. Collinsville beats Seymour. Brenham takes down Bastrop Cedar Creek. And I think Cibolo Steel bounces back with a win over Shirts Clemens. Cameron Yost stays perfect with a win over Troy. Arlington Martin bounces back with a win over Arlington Lamar. And Anderson Shiro beats Granger. Alto beats Corrigan Camden. AM Consolidated beats Huntsville in a very tough game to call. And in our six-man game of the week, I like Garden City over Rankin. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week five of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are, my week five predictions for Texas high school football. And as always, here's your stone cold guarantee. I got at least one of those right. Always debatable on that I've one. All, no, go and back. I mean, well, go back through the history of, the, of that pro, of that segment. Go back. I have always gotten at least one right. Well, there will one day be one time where you there do not probably get won't. any of <laughs> There probably won't. Well, that's what we're what hoping I'll do for. Is that I will go and I will select a game that is like there's a, like I'll select Duncanville against some team that of of middle schoolers, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it's like okay. Duncanville's definitely going to win. So I'll insert that into there. Don't worry. I will always get at least one right. So High confidence. Very high confidence. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Where are you tomorrow? Tomorrow, I am Coppell at Irving uh, MacArthur. Coppell on Irving MacArthur. Yes. Uh, at Irving School Stadium? Yes. That's a nice stadium. That's a really nice venue. You'll enjoy that. Good. Two good coaches, too. Two good. Coaches yeah. Like no, them. very nice. Yeah. Talked to him this week, so. So, uh, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Fox Sports Southwest. Just do it all the time, but, like, especially watch it especially hard tomorrow night. So. Yeah. There's that. All right. It is time, per usual, to get to the best segment of the week. America's favorite Worst. segment. Free Worst. money is back. Uh, we so sorry. Uh, are going to. Uh, we already recorded it. We had Matt, uh, Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau uh, and Visit Arlington was here yesterday to do some picks with me. Here is free money for week five. Boo. Ashley, uh, could you check your watch? I am no. trying to find the time. Oh, actually, you know what? Matt it's time Wilson, to shut down the computer. Matt Wilson, you, you have your watch. I've got a watch. Uh, it's, let me see. Oh, you know what? Nope. Oh, yeah, it says, it's time for free money! And cue the computer shutting off. Free money! My college football picks against the spread, but not just my college football picks against the spread. We are joined, as we are every so often, by our good friend, the director of sports for the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau, is Mr. Matt Wilson. Thank you. Hey, Matt. Thank you. Matt, Appreciate I'm it. so sorry you have to sit through this. It's okay. I mean, uh, hold on. This, I want this really qualifies as community service. I want you yeah. to say something. I want you to say something that you said before we came on the air about somebody loving this segment. My mom. My mom and sisters love this segment. <sighs> it's America's favorite segment, guys. It really are you, isn't. Are you going to tell? Are you going to tell Matt Wilson his mom is wrong? It no no. Jalen well, Wilson would not take that very well. Mm. 
Well, tell mm. her I apologize, but in the scope of America, I'm just I saying. don't think it is America. It may be Miss Wilson's favorite, but I don't uh. think that. And I, I, th- I think by getting Mrs. Wilson, you also get uh, all of Hockley County. All of Hockley and County. And that, if you want to talk about a county that has always represented America to me, yeah. talk yeah. about Oh, come on. Uh, Hockley County does <laughs> so does America. No. Matt Wilson uh. is here because our first game is happening in your neck of the woods. Um, for, for free money, but we're going to go through all the uh, college football games. If you're interested, had a little bit of a regression in the mean last week. Two, four, and two. That's what money. we like to hear. But still 18, six, and three on the year. Bad pick. 18, six, and three. Terrible pick. If I, keep, if, if I go 500 the rest of the year and I end up 12 games over 500, you're wasting people's I money. I will take that. You can get paid to do that. Ash- mm. yeah. Ashley, yeah. what is our first game? Our first game up is we've got number 23, Texas A&M versus Arkansas. It is at 11 a.m. on Saturday, and A&M is a 23-and-a-half point favorite. And it is at? Jerry World. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, which is a big reason why Matt Wilson is here. Um, Not the only reason. Not the only reason. We also just like you being here. Um, So it is uh, the Southwest Classic. Here's the thing that I will always come back to. Okay, I, I think that it's fair to say that A&M is in a better place right now than Arkansas is. Ooh. That do, out on a limb, I know. Uh, Arkansas just got done losing to San Jose State uh, at home. That's a bad, bad That's loss. That's a bad loss. Did you see that stat about Chad Morris? I saw it. Can I say it? You can. Yes. Chad Morris has not beaten a P5 school yet. Yeah. Of his 18 wins, mm-hmm. they're all against... G5 and FCS. Yeah, that is not good. So I want to start by saying Arkansas is probably not going to win this game. Careful out there. I know. Hot take. But the thing about this, and, 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 and you know from going to the Southwest, uh, Southwest Classic each year, this game is always it, – it, it's one of those games where you like – it doesn't matter how no. good these teams are, that they always find a way to play a close and, let's be honest, weird game. Yep. It's always a weird game. It's like when we were talking about um, Iowa and Iowa State. Whenever they play, it doesn't matter. It's just a weird game. And this is a weird game. As a result, by that factor alone and by the history of this game, I'm going to say I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Arkansas plus 23 and a half just because I think it'll be close because this game is always close. It doesn't matter if this is 0-4 Arkansas against number one ranked A&M. It would find a way to be a nine-point game. And with a late special teams touchdown for A&M sealing it. I'm going to take Arkansas on the points. I'm with you. Uh, and, and the reason being is A&M has a way sometimes of playing down mm-hmm. to the level of competition. Arkansas has an embarrassing loss last week. I mean, an incredibly embarrassing loss. It's a bad loss. To a team that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, got beaten by Tulsa pretty handily. Yes. If yes. I'm not mistaken. Very much. Um, you know, that's a lot of points, so I'm, I'm going Arkansas. Uh, yeah, this is just a, this is a value play. If yeah. this game were if this game if this were a thirteen and a half point game, we'd be different, talking different story. Different story. But this game feels like because of the history of this this matchup, it's always close. It's always it's always just a fun, weird game that like I like I think people forget about. Like if they're watching on TV, they're like, oh okay, there are other games on at eleven, and then like Twitter starts going nuts at halftime. It's like Arkansas's up twenty four twenty three. It's like oh well, gotta watch the second half. In college football in, in AT and T Stadium, and I'm not saying that because I represent Arlington. Right, just wink, wink. Ten, ten, <laughs> can we have some money? Um, anytime teams play there, it, it seems like the level of competition is better. I yeah. mean, the, the Auburn Oregon game. Yeah. Uh, look, it was a terrible game for three quarters. Yeah. I mean, just awful. And then fourth quarter was just insanity. The other thing is, and and we'll, I promise we'll move on to the other games. But 
I know AM fans always bring the heat of that game, too. Yeah. There's always like an invasion. Yeah. For of sure. Maroon. So it'll be a fun atmosphere out there, AT&T Stadium for the Southwest Classic. I like Arkansas plus 23.5. Ashley, what's next? Another game near, dear to your heart. Yes, up next we're going to the Big 12, Texas Tech at number 6, Oklahoma, Saturday at 11 OU, favored by 27 points. My heart hurts. There's somebody here who's a Texas Tech grad and a, and a proud Texas Tech alum. Oof. And with that, I that will toss rough. it over to Matt Wilson. This Oklahoma team is just, um, they're too good for us right now. Mm. I mean, uh, Texas Tech, you know, down to what, what amounts to be their third, third string quarterback. Uh, a very thin defense, a, a defense that, that plays pretty well. I think the defense is pretty good. But has very little depth. Correct. Uh, I would even say no depth. We saw that in the Arizona game, uh, a team we probably should not have, have lost to. But to Arizona's credit, they wore us out. Uh, you could, I keep saying we like I'm on the team. No, I'm but not. fine. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Do it. I, I no longer play college football. Uh, anymore. But, but Texas Tech, just very thin at, uh, at defense. And offensively, have just not looked in sync, have not – put together great drives have started off a couple of games okay but just um what teams have done is set back mm-hmm. and make the make texas tech execute down the field and we haven't been able to do it so oklahoma by 27 that's a big point spread but i'm, I'm taking it I, I i tend i tend to think that you're right um here is the one thing that i will say um oklahoma as a home favorite is, under lincoln riley is a is nine and six against the spread okay Good against the spread. Uh, the only the, the only thing that scares me is the big point spread. I mean, that's you're asking to beat a team, uh, any team by four touchdowns yeah. is, is asking a lot. But I think you're right. I think the way Oklahoma's rolling right now, and especially at home, uh, I tend to think that Oklahoma, especially although look, Tech's off a bye week. They've had yep. two weeks to get either Jackson Tyner or Jet Duffy ready. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. But you know, the offense, the offense scuffled the last time we saw him out i just i have a hard time thinking that 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 any defense is going to be able to slow down oklahoma uh, i'm going to go with oklahoma minus 20 i say jackson tyner starts that game jet duffy you'll probably see 75 percent again uh maybe true what's next it is another big 12 matchup we've got the Jake jayhawks at tcu saturday again at 11 all the big 12 teams talk about 11. two teams heading in different directions uh we are talking about <laughs> the two and one Kansas Jayhawks, mm-hmm. um, who are looking pretty good right now, uh, and, and and a team that uh, that I think obviously a lot of the headlines uh, kind of surround uh, Les Miles and and what he's been able to do. But the thing that impresses me most is that look, their defense is playing pretty good. Like it's just making plays, or they're coming up with big plays at the key time, going up against a TCU offense that is. Stagnant. Stagnant. I mean, now, we can certainly have an argument as to whether or not Kansas is going to score in this game. Because mm-hmm. their offense is, even even with the wins, they've been really, bleh, it's been real, yeah. real average to mediocre um, offensively. But I do think that the Kansas defense is going to come in with a game plan against, Can- against TCU. This is a tough one to call. I think, as much as it pains me as a, as a, as a Missouri grad, I think i got to go with Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas in the points. I'm taking Kansas in the points as well. Uh, I think that TCU is just kind of lost. I mean, they just look completely lost on offense. Um, uncharacteristic mistakes, not taking care of the football. And those are things that, you know, that has nothing to do with scheme. But when you're just not taking care of the football and you're not making 
sound judgments out on the field, it, it can put you in a bad spot. Kansas has always had guys who look like they belonged in the Big 12. Yes. Just getting things, getting people to play to that level was has always been an issue for them. TCU has no home field advantage. I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I said it out loud. Uh, Gary Patterson said it in his, in his press conference how disappointed he was to see half of the people leave at halftime. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. And especially when you have a crosstown rivalry like SMU coming to town, to not have a great crowd, um, you know, TCU, their, their players deserve better than that. Uh, that program for what they've done deserves better than that. I can't believe I just said that. But <laughs> I, I think Kansas and the points. I think, I think that's a 10-point game. Man, that's I like – I, th- like I think TCU wins, but I think, I, think th- I think Kansas is able to beat that spread. That's like such a – like when you're a little kid and you say it's opposite day, like when is the last time that we've talked about Kansas having like a good defense and TCU yeah. not necessarily having a good offense? Like yeah. it is so backwards. Well, it is. It really is. But, it, I mean, you, and you see – true, but – You see like how much – like they just need a quarterback. Yeah. They are one piece away. Wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were, if you were to take a, a decent – like a good quarterback and you were to put him on TCU – that's a top. That's a top twenty team. Although their running game has not been great, it was uh, great in their win over Purdue, and that's basically it. Yeah. yeah, everything else has been kind of kind of average. What's next, Ashley? Up next, we're going to round out the Big Twelve matchup: Cyclones at Baylor, two thirty on Saturday. Iowa State is favored by just two and a half. Yeah, Baylor, a home dog, um, which is a little bit interesting uh, for an undefeated team. Now, I do think that obviously a lot of people are looking at what happened last week against um, against. Rice, and I think that kind of spooked a lot of people. Um, but uh, I, I will say that two things. One, I do think Rice is better than the, they have been recently. I think they're improving. And secondly, that was a weird game that if you look at the advanced stats, Baylor really dominated that game everywhere except the scoreboard. Um, I will say this. This is only the second time in the last two years that Baylor's a home dog. Uh, they covered the last time. Uh, I, I tend, in fact, they are five under Matt Rule in the last two years. They are five and two as an underdog. Like that odds, especially at home. Big Twelve opener. I think. I think they rally. I think I, I like Baylor. I like Baylor plus two and a half uh, to to cover that. Iowa State for me. Okay. Uh, Matt Campbell, uh, I still think is is one of the best coaches in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, had a mistake away from having a chance to beat Iowa. Everybody saw what happened there, but I, I don't believe. Strongly in Baylor right now. Okay. What's next? Up next, we are leaving the Big 12 now, and we will go SMU hopping on the road down to South Florida Saturday, 3 p.m. SMU is favored on the road at 7.5. Yeah. Um, boy, last time they were a road favorite is hard to <laughs> Long find. time. you got to do some research for that yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, they have been, the research department. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I will just tell you <laughs> call that since 2016, <laughs> this is just the sixth time they've been favored, and they are two and three. Um, look, I I believe I I don't think this is a fluke. Nope. I think SMU's for real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they have found the right situation for Shane Bouchelle, which is to surround him with a couple of really dynamic receivers in Roberson and Prochet, and to give him a running game uh, with Xavier Jones and T.J. McDaniel. Uh, and the defense, look, the defense is okay. I don't know. I, I, I even tweeted this. I don't know if I don't know if they are re- actually really good, but I know the offense is. Mm-hmm. And the offense is going to be good enough uh, to, to keep them in a lot of games. Facing a South Florida th- team uh, that uh, you know is is okay, 
uh, it's it's a team that that right now I think that is probably a little bit better than their one and two record indicates, considering they played mm-hmm. Wisconsin and then at Georgia Tech. Although that win has not loss has not exactly aged very well. Um, but this is a team. The issue for them is that they can't score. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offense has been really stagnant all year long, and I think that right now, if you're if you're SMU, you feel like you can outscore anybody. I like SMU minus seven and a half in this one. I think they are for real. I think that they moved to five and zero, oh, and I think that we're talking about the the ponies as um, maybe not flirting with the top twenty five, but like they're gonna be they're gonna be in that also receiving votes. They're gonna be like also receiving votes like SMU parentheses two or something like that. <laughs> well, I think with a dominating win on this, you know, if they came out and blew South Florida out by thirty points, mm-hmm. I, I very much could see them as twenty four or twenty five. Uh, Sonny Dykes may have a future as a as an NFL GM, and here's the reason why. <laughs> You know, NFL GMs have to go out and find pieces. They have mm-hmm. to find the things to help their, their, their team get in the right position. They played extremely well in the grad transfer market. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're starting corners, uh, starting middle linebacker, a defensive tackle who are dudes. Yes, they are. I'm talking dudes. We saw two corners on Saturday, this past Saturday against TCU who manned up Jalen Rager, who went one-on-one with, with Jalen Rager yeah. across the field and held their own. And, in fact, had – uh, I don't know how many PBUs they had, but several. Uh, defensive tackle who looks like yeah. an NFL prospect. He's a man. Uh, a linebacker from Auburn mm-hmm. who was all over the field, looked like he belonged in Division One football, which is something they've struggled with for yep. a long time. Uh, so they, they've got some dudes. Uh, they're playing extremely well. I love the fire that Sonny Dykes has. I mean, he has those guys believing, and I think they go down to, to a school with zero home field advantage. Uh, SMU yeah. all day at uh, Raymond James. Day. They're playing in an NFL stadium. Yeah, so that tells you everything. Okay, what is next, Ashley? Up next, we've got Nichols taking on our West African Prince's favorite Bobcats mm-hmm. Saturday, six p.m. And there is no line on this one. Okay, let me let me talk you into paying attention to this game. <laughs> okay, in honor of Ish. In honor of Ish, Nichols could score. Nichols has Nichols puts up points. Uh, they are, in fact. Um, they are one of the higher scoring teams. They're averaging 35 points a game, and that's with a game against Kansas State, at Kansas State uh, in there. They are a team that can uh, really, they can throw the ball really well. Uh, they uh, you know, they got a quarterback in Chase Forcad who's, who's really good, and they can run the ball as well uh, with Julian Gums. This is a team that could, that could score. I don't know if they could stop anybody, which is, you know, look. Texas Half State the teams in college football. Texas State's going to win. Um, and so I, this is, you know, to me, they better win. Uh, Texas State wins this game. Uh, it's FBS versus FCS. I'm, I'm, it's going to take a special thing for me to take an FCS team, especially an out-of-state team. But uh, I would watch this game. Nichols is not Nichols is not just some team rolling in off the no. off off the street. Still, I like Texas State. Uh, I grew up or didn't grow up. Sorry, pardon me. I, I lived for seven years in Kyle, Texas, just up yeah. the road from San Marcos. Uh, love the city. Shout out to Herbert's Taco Hut. Yeah. Matt Stepp <laughs> will know what I'm talking about. Um, Texas State needs to have a really good home crowd. Mm-hmm. It would warm my heart, even though I have zero ties whatsoever to Texas State. Uh, a program that I feel like could really make some noise in this state if they ever really got you know, that, mm-hmm. that surge behind them of their students and their alumni, and certainly know some, some great alumni from there. Uh, Texas State wins this game, and and I hope that they continue to build on that program because Texas could, uh, I think that that would be a great program to see do well in the state. I I totally agree. I've I've long thought that if they get 
the I think Jake Spavitol could be the right guy to infuse that that program. But you talk about you talk about a, a team, a program that you don't have to talk really hard kids into spending four years in San Marcos, that Texas. Should be, that should be grad state U. It really you know, should be. If, if you're a, a big-time Division One athlete that is looking for an opportunity to play, Texas State should be a place that you should look at. It's a great campus. It's a great mm-hmm. school. It's right in the middle of the state. There's, I, mean, I do not work for Texas State. Yeah. But I could. You could. But I, Yeah, you could be like an admissions counselor there. Yeah, I'm telling you. What's next, Ashley? Up next, we have – another conference usa matchup it is the miners taking on the golden eagles saturday at six southern miss favored by 26 so southern miss is not a good football team um they're they're two and two but their wins are at troy and then uh home to alcorn state um and this is a team that i can tell you the defense is bad and i can tell you that they don't do particularly anything well offensively this is not a good i mean they, they throw the ball pretty well jack abraham their quarterback's pretty good there's, I could tell you all about how Southern Miss is a pretty bad team. <clears throat> but this is UTEP on the road. and Is badder a word? <laughs> there's got to be a better More word bad. Worcester. 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 Like Worcester. <laughs> and UTEP is 0-3 against the spread this year. I think they go to 0-4. I'm going to take Southern Miss. Minus 20. I can't believe I'm laying 26 and 26. I'm laying 26 plus twice in this so far because I took our, uh, I'm with you. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm with you, and I'm not going to speak on it again. Yeah, that's fine. What's next, Ashley? <laughs> Up next, we are sticking with Conference USA here. We've got Louisiana Tech headed down to Houston, 6 p.m. La Tech favored by 9 on right. the road. Okay. You ready for this? No. <clears throat> I have a feeling you and I are going to go in the same direction on this, and I don't like it. Rice wins this game outright. Yeah. Boo! They're going to win this game. Upset special. You're fixing to this lose is, money, people. This is your, this is your upset special. Upset special. Rice is trending up. They are figuring things out. They run the ball well. This is not a particularly good uh, rushing defense team for for Louisiana Tech. They're going to run the ball well. They're going to force a couple turnovers. Rice wins this game outright. I'll I'll certainly take – I'm going to take Rice plus nine, okay? I'm taking Rice plus nine. If you are the kind of person who likes to roll the dice and you want to see a little bit of investment on money, bang for your buck, I would consider a money line here. I think there's some. I think there's money to be to me. I think at home. I think Rice, a night game at Rice Stadium. The Owls win at this game. Rice Stadium. Who goes to Rice game? I was about to say, is a <laughs> night game at Rice any different than a morning game at Rice? They are. In, Y'all be nice. Y'all I mean, be nice to my girlfriend. My girlfriend. I love their. I love their band. Oh, they've got a great band. Mom's uh, great. Do I see people getting getting jacked on that one? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I take Rice straight up. Yeah, I'm That's telling you. Special. I'm telling you. I think Rice is trending up, and I think they are. Even last year, you remember they 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 who they beat really late last year. Um, they beat. Oh, uh, you're listening to live coverage of me doing some research. I should have done. Do I need to do oh. some hold music? You remember they beat Old Dominion at home in a game that nobody gave them a, a chance. Every year they have gotten better uh, under Mike Bloomgren at home, and they always surprise somebody at home. I think they do it this week. I think they. I think they. They nip Louisiana Tech. Uh, I like them straight up, but I'll certainly take Louisiana, or I'm sorry, Rice plus nine. I'm going to cut this whole thing when you get this wrong, and That's we're going to post it That's fine. Everywhere. Look, I'm wrong a lot. I will wear it. <laughs> I will wear it. I'm wrong a lot, but you know what? Fortune favors the bold, and I believe that the Owls are going to beat Louisiana Tech this week. What's last, Ashley? You heard it here first, people. And last, but definitely not least, Houston coming to... The mean, the land of the mean green at 7 p.m. UNT favored by seven. 
Well, they're favored by go mean green. They're favored by seven now. Uh, I will tell you that um, <laughs> the chaotic savvy investors, savvy investors, perhaps got it when it was two and a half uh-huh. before the D.R. King announcement. Do we get to unpack that or not? Or have you already unpacked that on another show? <clears throat> Uh, the D.R. King thing? Yeah. I mean, I've issued my take, but you are. This is your floor. I mean, I, I put it on a message board. Did I'm you? sure a lot of people saw it. Not <laughs> a fan at all. Of what? Of of uh, packing up and leaving. Of the, of the D.R. King thing? Yeah. I mean, it really, really bothers me. And I think if, if I'm using the correct parlance here of, of today's use, mm-hmm. it has me triggered. Mm-hmm. You're triggered. Ooh. It has me triggered. 10 out of 10. It has, it has me shook. You're sh- ooh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do not get um, shooketh very often. So <laughs> here's it is it is obviously bizarre. Yeah. It is obviously bizarre, and it's something we haven't seen before. This makes me and 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 my kind of whole point about this is, I think that there is a and I'm purely speculating here, but I I still wonder if there's a good chance he transfers, and I wonder if he just doesn't mesh with Ian Holgerson, and I wonder if there's just if there is a uh, there's just it, it it's it's not. They saw their leader do it last year. Yeah, with Ed Oliver, mm. Ed Oliver did the same thing. He he wasn't as forthright about it. Mm-hmm. He 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 had an injury. Well, but the weird thing is that Dear King is probably. I mean, Dear King is not the prospect that Ed Oliver was. Correct. Ed Oliver, if you want, but if you want to collegially, he is. That tr- that's true. Collegially, yeah. he's ever bit the prospect. But the the and if you take Ed Oliver as word, what he was saying, and I I tend to, uh, is that he wanted to protect his fundamentally protect his draft stock. Okay. Um, I think Derek King's an awesome football player. Oh, for sure. But does not have the draft stock that, Al- that Oliver does. I mean, he might get drafted, but he'll probably be a right wide receiver at the next level. Um, that is, it's it's a fascinating, fascinating story that I think um, we will. It, it would not surprise me. Somebody's going to write a really good like expose on this in like six months, mm-hmm. like or, or or a year or something like that, and we're going to get the full story. But there's something we don't know because yep. there's there's something. It's too it's too bizarre. In any case, in any case, uh, you now have presumably Clayton Toon starting this game. Right. I don't think they've announced a starter because they could go with Dan Holgerson's son, but it sounds like it's going to be Clayton Toon. Um, seven is probably the last place that I would take North Texas. Yep. Uh, if it had kept creeping up to like eight or nine, I would have gotten really. But seven. I feel pretty good taking North Texas at home. I thought they were going to win this game regardless yep. because I think they, I think they, they figured things out in, in, in a, to a certain extent. Houston did not look great, and they have not put together a full game all mm-hmm. year, um, and that concerns me. And now you're taking away their best player uh, in Dear King. Uh, I think that I think North Texas wins this game. I think North Texas. I think there's a fair chance North Texas rolls in this game, yep. and I'm interested to see if this game's like. If this game's twenty-four to three at halftime, or thir- or tw- thirty-one to seven at halftime, I wonder what this Houston team looks like in the second yeah. half. I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I, North Texas wins this game, no doubt. I think that they win by more than seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston's a mess. They played well at times, but if you look at the, at the times that they played well against Washington State, is because De'Aaron King was being De'Aaron King. Correct. And he made plays that other people just simply cannot make. Uh, for the most part, most people can't make. Jalen Hurts can make that play. Correct. Whatever. Uh, I think that you have a guy who's come in in Dana Holgerson who coaches extremely hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I've, I've seen it in my playing days. A, t- a coach comes in and is very demanding, holds you to a certain standard, and is really t- really hard about those kind of things. 
a lot of times the guys go, you know what? That's just not for me. Let me just let me tell you the, the the stat that I'm most concerned with as far as if you're a Houston fan is that you're going up against Mason Fine. Mason Fine, pretty darn good quarterback. I would say this is a good passing offense. It's figured things out, especially if they start running the ball like Trey yep. Siggers and stuff like that. Houston, 120th in the nation in yards per pass allowed. That is not going to cut it. Yikes. So, not against no, it, was, it, was a bad, it was a bad matchup with De'Aaron King. Now it's like I feel like North Texas is, is your favorite. But I will point out, and I can't believe I'm going to point this out, Texas Tech played Arizona when Arizona was dead last in sure. pass defense, and they completely shut us down. Mm. It happens sometimes. It does. Well, hopefully not this, weekend, though. this time. So there are your free <laughs> money picks. Uh, I like Arkansas plus 23.5 at the Southwest Classic at AT&T Stadium uh, against A&M. I like Oklahoma minus 27 at home against Texas Tech. I like Kansas plus 15.5 at TCU. I like Baylor plus 2.5 at home against Iowa State. I like SMU minus 7.5 at South Florida. I like Texas State over Nickel State. Nichols, rather. I think they're supposed to be Nichols. Southern Miss, uh, minus 26 at home against UTEP. I like Rice, plus 9 Wrong. at home against Louisiana Tech. Maybe so straight up. Wrong. And I like North Texas, minus 7 at home against Houston. Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. And um, Sorry again, you had to sit through that, Matt. It's and, okay. And then we'll just, <laughs> if you want to leave your tickets here, I can cash them for you whenever, okay. whenever we, we want all the money. You got it. <laughs> There it is. Free Ashley, uh, could you check your watch? Uh, our special I am Matt Wilson of Visit Arlington. Visit underscore Arlington on Twitter and Arlington.org for all of your uh, entertainment needs. Big doings out there this weekend. I think they've got... I know So last weekend of Rangers games at Globe Life Park before Globe Life Field opens next year, the big, the awesome new uh, domed stadium. It's a pretty big deal. Stadium. It is a very large deal. Of course, I got Texas Live going on there. I don't know if you know this. There is an, a football stadium out there at AT&T Stadium. Uh, so big doings out there. Uh, thanks to our friend Matt Wilson for stopping by and uh, lending some credibility to America's favorite segment, Free Money. Mm. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second Real favorite segment. Real favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, there isn't really all that much to say. The one thing I did really like was at one point, I'm not sure what pick it was, but Daniel Agnew just said, wrong to... Well, and that was what? probably my favorite final thought of the day. Look. Because I agree. You know what, guys? Fortune favors the bold. That's all I'm saying. And I, I feel like I feel good about that rice pick. I really do. You're, you've been trying to talk no. me out of it. I feel good about it. And when I come in on Monday Mm-mm. after a 31-28 rice victory. Oh, now we're calling scores. Then you're going to clip this, and you're going to play it, and you're going and I'm going to make you say on the air, Tepper was right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I will. Okay. I will. I will make that bet. I will accept the loss, but I am not wrong. So I think that you should also have to say Ashley was right. If so it if, goes well, the other no, way no, around. No, no, no. Cause here's the thing is that rice is still an underdog in this game. Right? So I need some odds on this. Mm. I'm just saying that like, if I'm right, that's much more impressive than if you're right. Yeah, I guess so. Usually, but also in this instance, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Very special thanks to Dallas Kimball coach Henry Kofer for being our guest and to Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau for stopping by. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.